Hello, this is Daryl here, sending love as always. Thank you for tuning in. I just want to say, if you like this interview, you can check our website for companion workbooks, action guides, tools, checklists, templates, and show notes with links for everything mentioned on the call. Just visit bestbusinesscoach.ca. That's best, B-E-S-T, businesscoach.ca. Enjoy. Good. So you're in California right now, right? Yeah, I'm in San Diego. Cool. Yeah. I love it here. There's much weather is much much better than Canada. I didn't know that winter was optional. It's uh. <laughs> I didn't realize snow was completely unnecessary. That was an amazing turning point in my life. I don't think it'll ever be the same now. Yeah, yeah, that's so, good. Yeah. I wonder if I should open up some of these windows here. All right. Hey, well, cool. Awesome. Jeff, okay. I feel like we're old high school buddies now, college buddies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's good. We go, we go way back. Yeah, Been that's through good. a lot. Yeah. So. Cool. Well, I'm ready whenever you are. If you're sure. sad, I'll just start hitting record. Let's go. Let's see here. all right we are recording now so i will just uh bring it in and then we'll just follow that outline and yeah yeah and if it takes 30 minutes takes 20 minutes we'll just go takes an hour we'll just go all right sounds good Okay, folks. Hey, my name is Jeff Ronning, co-founder of Stone Seminar, and joining me here on this Skype is someone that I think you're going to get a tremendous amount of value from, um, someone who is not only an international traveler, um, having spent time in Canada, Asia, and now California, but someone that is also uh, incredibly knowledgeable and has a lot of experience um, with marketing funnels and webinars. So I wanted to introduce you to Daryl Urbanski. Daryl, thank you very much. Hey, Jeff, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's an honor to be here, my friend. Yeah, so I first met Daryl when um, we were working together um, on a project, um, and uh, so uh, I kind of harassed him a little bit enough to um, to finally get him on here and share some of his knowledge um, with you. Um, what what do you want to add, Daryl, that people should know about you before we jump into stuff? Um, well, I mean, I guess if anyone's in the marketing niche, I am, and I would have to describe kind of myself and what I do, I just would say that I'm a direct response uh, database automation marketer. So... Because that's when you talk about webinars, that's part of how they, you know, they're a very, very powerful tool if you know how to use them. And that's, you know, if we were at a marketing conference, that's how I'd introduce myself. That's how I started anyways. And then I evolved to saying that I help businesses with websites generate leads and sales. And um, recently now, really my new mission is I, I want to create 200 new multimillionaire business owners who solve world problems with entrepreneurship. So um, that's kind of, I guess, my qualifier for being here. Cool. That sounds... Uh... 
very um that sounds like a nice that's a nice ring wonderful goal that uh, you know i mean i don't i don't you know i mean you're a guest here so i don't want to say you're kind of under shooting you know i'm sure you're capable of more than that but uh <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm teasing. That's that's that actually is phenomenal. So what, well, say that again one more time. Oh, I'm on a mission to create 200 new multi-millionaire business owners who solve world problems with entrepreneurship, and that's based on kind of the things that you you know we've done together uh, using Stealth Seminar uh, for clients, and that's you know it's it's proven. It's a system. It's a formula, and um, I think that's part of even why we're having this call because you need. We, we talked about this before. Sometimes when people do well, they're afraid to step forward and say something about it. I know that's a problem that I have with getting testimonials. Um, and even, again, with Stealth Seminars, some people, if they're doing really well, they don't want the secret to get out. They don't want their competitors to know. So it's tough. And then how do we validate the value that you and I both really bring? Um, so, yeah, that's that's it's why we're here. It's why we're on this call. It's very possible. It's very realistic. Um, the time frame, I think, I'd love to do it in five years or less. It's probably more like seven to ten. But, um, you know, it's, yeah, when you have a skill, why wouldn't you use it for good? So, um, yeah, because we just talked a lot. We already talked earlier about how in the industry that there's just, you know, it's, I mean, anyone can relate to this as well. It, the good people are hard to find. Um, and it shouldn't be that way, but sometimes it's just the way it is. And um, so, yeah, that's all. That's why I, I have that qualifier there. Because before, when I just I would help businesses with websites generate leads and sales, it wasn't really a qualifier. It's like I'll help anyone, but no, I really want to help people that have a passion, a mission, or out to change the world somehow and create a legacy for future generations. So, very cool, very cool. So, um, we, you know, we've got our little outline here of what we're going to talk about. And along the way, too, any tips you can give viewers or listeners to this yep. um, would be would be much would be much uh, appreciated. Yeah. So if you want to kind of uh, set things up um, in whatever way you want to about what you were trying to accomplish, and I guess we should say right off the bat that what we're going to get into is basically a seven-figure-a-month webinar. Yeah, oh, seven, um, well, no, it's it's all, not quite a month. I mean, um, with the client, you know, um, yeah, we, we said that we wouldn't say any names, but basically they've been generating around half a million a month. Um, half a million so, a month, so, okay. Yeah, I know, I know, it's... Yeah, they could be doing better, uh, just like you said before. But no, um, so and what some of the some of the things that kind of <clears throat> so let's talk. All right, let's just go into this. So I was employed as senior marketing director for a large company, not a really large company, I guess, but volume wise, it might seem large. But really, as a staff, as a team, the marketing department was myself and an assistant and the CEO. And there was just a handful of people that were involved, like the CFO and customer support, full-time, part-time person, um, and just a couple other auxiliary staff that they had. Um, and so when, with this company, when I first came on board, they were struggling. And, you know, it was put to my attention that uh, the revenues were, like, we needed to get revenues up, that we were in dire straits. So what, I didn't know that when I first came on board, very soon became aware of that. And so my 
goal, I guess, kind of when I first came to Stealth was I knew we needed to somehow leverage ourselves with automation. Again, that's how I started out, a direct response, database automation marketer. I knew that, all right, we have a small team, but we, you know, we've got potential, we've got a really good product. Uh, how do we leverage that? So one of the first things that I was trying to accomplish when I got involved with webinars was trying to can and clone a sales presentation. So Using tools like Stealth Seminar and other and other tools that I use as well for for non-webinar um, automation tactics, um, you know the so let's talk a bit a little bit about kind of the history of this, I guess. So something that's kind of fueled and um, myself and my marketing career a big aha moment was I understood the history of how things started out. So in direct response marketing, um, you know, back in the day, we all started business, our business owners, it was direct sales. And most of that was done face to face. And way back in the day, a business was traditionally, you know, unless you were like a corner store, you were a salesman with a horse and buggy going from town to town, knocking on doors, trying to sell your stuff. And then one ambitious salesman one day was like, how do I get through more doors? How, you know, my wife wants to go on vacation. We have a new baby on the way. You know, I, the house, the roof is leaking. How do I get through more doors? And so he was trying to think of a way to, to leverage his his, his time. And he came up with, you know, every time I knock on a new door, I kind of go through the same spiel. Maybe if I wrote that down on a piece of paper and I gave it to a boy to run ahead of me and to deliver, um, when I got to the doors, um, the people would just have questions and I could reduce my time per door and get through more doors in a day. So he did that and he kind of had to tweak it a little bit and then realized that sometimes the boys were coming back with orders, with money. They, the people were already sold. So then he decided to draw an order form on the page and make that part of the process and then his business evolved to where he wasn't going and knocking on the doors himself. He had canned and cloned his sales presentation it's from Gary Halbert. Um, where I first heard of that, he can and cloned his sales presentation. Now he's able to leverage himself because he can only realistically get through so many doors in a day. But now with this sales letter, he can leverage himself. And it would never convert. Um, I was just at a, an event, the Titans of Direct Response, and um, I got a lot of praise from some very, very, very accomplished and high-level marketers for sharing this. And I'll, I'll share this with you, you know, because... The sales letter would never convert. Nothing will convert as well as a face-to-face, kneecap-to-kneecap sales presentation, right? You're there. You can read their body language, feel their tone, the energy in the room, and you can adapt, and you can try to just coach them and work with them, you know, and, and con- consult them. You can't do that with a piece of paper. So what I was trying to accomplish with the webinar was trying to get as close to that one-on-one face-to-face sales presentation as I could in a way that could be leveraged and scaled to do multiple seven figures. So that's kind of what I was was trying to do. I wanted a webinar to be part of a suite of tools that I was going to use to create a, a basically a seven-figure funnel. Um, and, and basically with a small company and limited resources, how do we create an automated sales force? Right, because that's often a big complaint for a lot of companies is you know having to manage sales reps and a sales team and track leads and are they actually following up and all that it can be really difficult. So that's kind of what I was trying to accomplish originally, and um, you know in the in the beginning you know I, I actually had to be won over to Stealth. I had actually preferred a, another software tool because. Um, and this is this is just being really honest. I didn't want to have to pay a monthly fee, right? I didn't want to have to pay per attendee, that sort of stuff. I was trying to nickel and dime, and I figured if we owned it and that, we could get up and running. And um, some of the roadblocks we ran into were tech issues with that platform. Just with because it was a one and done payment, the the support just wasn't there at all. Um, 
at all. And in fact, it cost us uh, right in December. We it, we easily between two or three different weekends for whatever reason the order button worked one week and then just stopped popping up during the events. I didn't log in. I don't know anyone else there that had login info. Nothing was changed. It just stopped performing. And we couldn't figure out what was going on. And we were having issues. We were using Infusionsoft, integrating with Infusionsoft. We were having API issues. And there was just no support. I actually got told by the developer when I finally got a hold of him, no, I will not get on the phone with you, Daryl. And I was livid because we were losing like $25,000 per week like that we knew we could have earned. So after losing $60,000, $70,000, I just... The, 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 I was at my wit's end, obviously... By going and trusting that service, um, it hurt my integrity and reputation because it made it more difficult. It was definitely an example of and if penny wise, pound foolish. And, you know, it's funny because I say that, but even sometimes still today, I, I still think I fall victim to that. But um, so that's before that. And then when we came to Stealth, it was because, you know, I was kind of humbled and like, look, we just really need help. And we need someone that can work with me and get this technology up and running and integrating well. Um, and so that's, that's basically how I started working with Stealth Seminar. Um, so that was a big, big key component was coming to you guys. Um, and obviously this is not a sales pitch for Stealth. It's just the reality of how, what went down with the situation. So, um, and we even had technical glitches, uh, you know, with the up and running as well, because we were trying to do things on a very large scale. And what was great was just how well you guys worked with us. Um, things like we wanted to skip a pre-webinar page. You guys helped us with that. We wanted to make sure the webinar was embedded on the page. The team was very responsive to help give us like a, a different URL we can use. So that was really powerful. Um, really, really powerful and helpful because it allowed us to do things that we knew were going to improve response, improve conversion, and just get this thing up and running to get it from being theory and something we'd seen work on a smaller scale to something that we're actually using and generating fifty to $100,000 a month, uh, a week, a week with, not a month, but a fifty to $100,000 gross a week. So that was basically the turning point there. That's how I came to you guys. I was just furious at the money we'd lost, felt I was losing face. The company had been struggling. I was, you know, in a, we just need to do something. So we just, you know, we came back and worked with you guys who already came highly recommended. Um, I just kind of had, I don't know, I had loyalty to something that I thought was a shinier object and it, it actually wasn't. So, um, but yeah, so. So cool. So cool. So, so basically your goal with the initial uh, webinar then was to, to clone a powerful sales uh, experience and to generate sales because because you were the organization uh, wanted to boost that pretty fast pretty significantly and you were kind of tasked with the guy hey y- y- this is what we want you to do um, well and to be honest no that's the other part and and it was my own it was my own brainchild that um, I just knew we needed to do something and I knew that trying to sell ten thousand $30 items wasn't going to going to do it for us but um you know they say it was a um it was uh necessity is the mother of invention yeah you know and that's really where that came from so but sorry i interrupted you yeah so so you put together you decide okay let me try and let me try and get this webinar funnel going and um so what uh, what did you find that was really successful? What did you find that didn't work that you can talk about? What would you recommend? Um, uh, how did it scale up? You know, um, 
Yeah. Uh, sure. So, um, again, in the beginning, um, we talk about kind of what did work, what didn't work. At least something I see with a lot of clients is if they're trying to – it's like in copywriting. We call it like a like a professional veil, a veil that people put on. So if you go to write an email to a friend or like even us emailing back and forth to set this up, right? We've been in touch for, for probably, what, over a year now, emailing back and forth and just helping with projects. And so when we message each other, it's it's there's a certain tone, right, and a certain pace to it because we relate on a certain level. And what happens a lot of times like with copywriting is people put on their, their business hat and they want to look professional in a business. But what happens is it actually being, being, it detaches from that real human-to-human relationship. So some of the things that we learned at worked is that, you know, even this is, this isn't necessarily anything new, but, um, Claude Hopkins, av- uh, scientific advertising, you know, they say that the best copywriters have face to face tried to sell a hundred prospects before they would write a sales letter. So one of the things that we found that really worked is taking a presentation that we knew had already been working and converting and, and, and really kind of trying to refine it and get it down with a one-on-one person basis. And then once you know what the appeals are, the hooks are, the objections are, once you kind of know that, then you can put it into, um, this is a sort of format, like in a, in a webinar, for, webinar format. Um, and, and that's, that's basically what it was. We, we had a CEO who was a phenomenal salesperson, very good sales skills and good sales trainer. Um, and we had to find a way to leverage that and get that into a large audience. So, um, and then some of the things that did work and didn't work, I mean, like the reporting dashboard and stealth, um, was really helpful because, one of the things is like when you had that presentation, we were able to see when people were dropping off or not. So we were losing 30% of the people in the first 10 minutes of our of our webinar event. And then with the dashboard stats, we were able to re-edit that, which cut our drop-off in half. And I mean, if, you know, if you're for the bottom line, that's huge, right? I mean, you're huge. All, yeah, you're paying all that money to get people on the event and you want them to stay longer. And so being able to have that sort of intel, because you can't, when you're, that's the benefit of technology. You can't really analyze it that way when you're face to face one on one with someone. So, but um, that's basically it. And then just like again with the direct response database marketing, knowing how to talk. Again, this comes the same thing with marketing. So once someone shows up, um, you know, and and it's built into stealth and it's kind of becoming industry standard, but most people don't really use it well. But that's understanding how did people behave? Did they show up? Did they not show up? You know, if someone showed up and saw your pitch, they don't need the replay. They saw the whole thing. Do you know what I mean? They might request it. You maybe might want to make it available somehow, but that shouldn't be like your main follow-up after. Hey, you just saw this movie. You like the movie. <laughs> watch the movie again. And some people want to watch the movie again, but most people are like, oh, I already saw it. You know what I mean? Right. So if yeah. that's your follow-up, and it's the same thing, it's the same thing if, if I were face-to-face with you, Jeff, and we went through a sales presentation, and then, you know, and all right, you know, and you're, I need time to think about it. Okay, perfect. Well, let's schedule next week, Monday. Next week, Monday, I show up and I go through the same spiel again you're like dude you're you're wasting my time so understanding that and being able to design your marketing and according with that is really really powerful and it, and it comes down to understanding human psychology and behavior and just like what do real people do and that's where i think in a lot of internet marketing and people they get sucked into like shiny objects you just you know just run ads and people show up and that and so they they do these things but there's um and 
and it's not to say that I'm a genius at it or perfect because if it was that easy that we would just figure it out and make stuff, you know, this everyone's success record would be so much higher. But you really do need to be in this perspective of your prospect and understand that, like, how are they going to actually feel and respond and react to what you're doing? Right, uh, right. So how do they? How are they going to feel, and how are they going to respond, and how are they going to react, and and then just really, um, it's almost like you're um, you you're really thinking through each interaction with them from that mindset, and then and then kind of giving them what obviously makes sense versus what is, you know, kind of the traditional sort of. Thing. Right, exactly, and that's and that's it's tough to say because when people first get started in marketing, it's like if you were to get started in cooking, you know, I just need some recipes to follow, and I just need to figure out and start being able to do the recipes consistently without messing it up, and then once I get that recipe down without messing it up, I should try a different recipe and get that down without messing it up. But after you've done a few and you start to understand, Dan Kennedy said this a long time ago. He said the the principles never change, the strategies sometimes change. But the tactics always change or frequently change. And you see that online. Like with online, it's evolving and changing so fast and doing this and doing that. But what doesn't change is we're still humans and we still feel the same emotions and we still want to talk the same way. The language might change. but So that's where just knowing people and their behavior. And then again, pre, pre-event, post-event, having that and, and just like following your prospects and the relationships you have with them. That's really, really powerful. So um, really, really powerful. And... You know, there's a um, there's a axiom from again Claude Hopkins scientific advertising. Let the thousands tell you what the millions will do, and so that's where again, like once you do enough sales presentations, a pattern will emerge, and that pattern is what you would want to can and clone. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same thing when you're you're having people to your webinar. You start to develop a, a reliable, predictable uh, conversion rate. And with that, you can have some sort of confidence that how it will perform. And so that's where you're leveraging and you're, you're basically at salesmanship multiplied um, or, or canned and cloned. So the biggest problem outside of that is that nobody wants to be part of a robotic process. And so that's where one of the things that was really good with stealth um, and just webinar technology is that, you know, you, you don't want to lie and be out of integrity with people. But at the same time, you don't want people to to value your presentation less because it's not a real, you know, because you're not actually giving it in real time. Right. So, and that's where the simulated live is really beneficial because it allows people to experience it real and you're not lying. There's no like live, like in the corner, right? Like we're not lying to anybody, but we're just not right. telling them it's not live. Right? right. So we're not, we're not lying, but at the same time, because it's, it's real and it's happening to them right then and there. At that point, it's live for them. And it's the first time it's like in marketing when they say, discover the secret of blank. If you don't know it, it's a secret to you. Right. So they're not lying. It's just a peak curiosity to get you involved. So I'm, I'm kind of going on different tangents here, but I think uh, as far as for helping people that are using webinar software and whether they're struggling or not doing it really well, well, if they're not doing well with it, like how how is your sales presentation? It might not be the software. It might be it might be your presentation you can't try a couple and be like oh webinars don't work well it's not it's the it's the you know it's the it's the the presentation i mean the webinar platform is only as good as the presentation you load into it and the marketing material you load into it so 
So now you've done this multiple times with multiple different clients, but going back to the one that you took up to uh, about $500,000 a month, how many different um, versions of that webinar did, did you kind of test through right. or, or, or was it pretty much you just made a couple changes and took care of that initial 10 minute issue or um, with that client, it was a proven presentation that had proven to convert before that we canned and cloned and we did three versions essentially. So we did the original one and then we there are some things that we just had to edit because we wanted to be with integrity. Um, and so there are some things that we just had to change the, like we just had to, to edit it because there are certain things that we couldn't say if it wasn't live, if it wasn't real, then we, we didn't want to be out of integrity. Um, so we had to edit that video and we came up with the second version and then we started watching the stats and then we came up with the third. And I mean, really, you know, um, my period with that con uh, with that client it finished, but if I had if I had been able to really kind of do what I wanted to do, we would have kept making new iterations. I don't know if you ever finished that process. I mean, at some point, like there's a point of diminishing return, right? Where look, it's just working. We need to keep building that out, and you're not going to sell everybody, right? So, um, but I think at some point you just need to have numbers that make sense and are consistent. Um, and that are profitable and you just have to have sound business skills as well because that's the other part because um, for some reason something might happen and all of a sudden that webinar that you had that your business has been living on suddenly isn't applicable anymore you're teaching restaurant owners how to make money I don't know how to run a or how to run um, telling teaching restaurant owners how to run a profitable business but now all of a sudden restaurants are all vending oriented you know and like assembly right. lines like suddenly that becomes obsolete so um but no, so we tested a couple. I've, I'm sorry, I keep going off, but we tested three different versions and watching the stats and metrics, we just kept optimizing and trying to figure out where were we losing people and just and just change that so we can deliver our message because if you're in business, again, if I want to help create 200 new multimillionaire business owners um, who solve world problems with entrepreneurship, that's from the belief that a business solves problems for people, that a business doesn't sell trinkets or gadgets or whatever, that you actually are in the world to provide a solution that mm -hmm. makes someone's life better. And that when you come out with a new version of something, that it's the build off of what already exists in that market, right? And so it's to help people do something better, bigger, better, faster, stronger. So if you really do that, I always call it the black box. If you have this black box and people walk in like a dentist office, let's say it's a little black box where I walk in in pain and crying on one and I leave happy, smiley, shiny teeth on the other. That's a black box that makes my life better. And if you do that to the world, you really need to run as many people through that as you want. And that's, that's again, why I set the goal of 200 multimillionaire, new multimillionaire business owners, because I, there's no bean counter in the sky that determines how much you're allowed to make, right? There's no, there's no accountant up there that's going to be like, oh, that Jeff guy, he's only allowed to make this much and he's only allowed to make that much. It's like plumbing. It's like being an electrician running wiring through the house. If I want to be able to plug in a toaster at, in the kitchen, I know I need to run this much voltage through here and I connect that and same thing with plumbing and then there's problems there's leaks or there's shorts like there's just these standard things and it just it's like a trade it's your your tradesman you're a carpenter you're a mechanic you put the engine together and build the pieces and so uh, a webinar is just a component of that um, of that that trade I guess you would say so if people if people have not yet put together their first webinar or have not yet automated their first webinar what do you think are the top three things that you would tell them that would help them succeed? 
Perfect. That's a great question. And so again, it comes down to make sure you've got a proven sales presentation um, before you automate. Do it live. Make sure it works. Um, and I mean, that's almost the best way is to do it live. And if it works and you have the recording from that, now you've got something that's you're proven. You've recorded yourself, you know, performing a good sales presentation that will convert. So I would do that. I would also study other people's. Um, I would also study other people's and what they're doing if they're either in your vertical or in a different industry. That's fine. But because, again, a lot of it's it's I don't say it's necessarily formulaic, but there's definitely a process. It's like dating. You could say dating's a formula, but it's just it's there's a natural progression to certain things. Right. You don't just I mean, we we all know people who are pretty fast, but for the most part, there's you know, there's baby steps to move forward. So I would make sure that, again, that you prove it live, that you're out there and not just making a recording, hoping putting up. You can, but you won't get the best results. So I would make sure that you've got a good presentation that works. I would look at what other people are doing and how are they, you know, getting people to show up? How are they getting people to stay on? And the third is honestly, sincerely, I would get a mentor. Mentorship is huge. And, um, you know, when you know better, you do better. And oftentimes we don't know what we don't know. And, you know, there's Jim Rohn is a quote that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And if I wanted to be an Olympic gold medalist, in any sport or judo or like cross country skiing or something, if I went and I mentored under people who had done that before, my success rate would be so much better than if I just tried to figure it out on my own. Again, we talked about it at the beginning where I was trying to be penny wise, pound foolish. Um, you know what I mean? By not just paying for a professional service like Stealth where there were people there that could help me and, hey, we set up some webinars, you know, this is this is our shtick, we'll help you out as opposed to here's your product, boom, done, I give you some support for a month and then like, you know, you forget about you, right? Like you're not, you have no value to me anymore. Um, so that's, I think, the really, the big, big, big things, um, really big things because I just, it just proven time and time again. So you know, do it live, do it yourself and make sure it's a repeatable, duplicatable process. It's not just a one off. So that's, that's the number one. Two is see what other people are doing. Um, not just because you want to copy them because what happens often in marketing is everybody copies everybody and suddenly it becomes kind of inbred and we're all doing the same thing, especially in an industry. So look outside your industry to see mm-hmm. if you can, there's transferable things you can bring over. And the third, you have to have a mentor. You have to have a mentor. You have to have like a mastermind of people who are trying to accomplish the same goal as you. You just, you have to, uh, if, if I, if I hung out with nine crackheads every day, even if I never smoke crack in my life, I'm going to have crackhead problems. Right. Like it's just I don't even need to smoke crack. I'm going to be hanging out and people that these guys owe money are going to show up and some do with bats and guns. And I'm just because I'm in that pool of people. And so it's the same on the opposite. If you are surrounded by people who are working every day and are ambitious and are like are goal oriented and are focused on the same things you want and the same similar lifestyle you want, then you're going to have more of that in your life. And then you're going to run into a problem and be able to pick up the phone and call a friend and they'll be like, oh, you know what? We just went through that last week. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. And then there's something as well. The reason why I say the mentorship is huge is I come from a martial arts background and I've been fortunate enough to train with a lot of world champions and people who have been very, very successful and medalists, gold medalists and medalists at the Olympics. And they have this something called controller and Android. Um, And so basically say I'm going to compete at the world championships and I, I kind of know in advance, maybe kind of who my top competitors are. Right. And I know that I'm going to be going to war against these people in six months or a year, or four months, whatever that time zone is. 
I need to have mentors. I need to have coaches. I need to have people that have been there, that have done it, can show me the way. And what they do is they, and I'll, they'll, they'll sign off. If I only have one, then I have the one, but ideally you want a couple. And you get your two, three mentors to all sign off on your game plan, your strategy, and then you go into Android mode and you implement and that's really, really powerful because if you don't have that trusted source mentor, again, that's someone who's been there before, you're always going to be second-guessing yourself. You're always going to be wondering if, uh, should I do that? Like, oh, shiny object, shiny object. They avoid that. There's always a shoulda, woulda, coulda, you know? Um, like, yeah, that's that's basically... Um, I remember I gave a tip to a friend. I saw him at a tournament, and he was doing this technique called an arm drag. Or, well, he's trying to do a double under, and I... And, you don't know the terminology is fine, but he's trying to do one technique. And I was like, DJ, you know, I noticed that you keep going for this one thing, but you really should, you you know, if you just did this other technique, you would have a lot of success. And he's like, you know what, you're right. But how many people did I beat with that method? And I was thought about it and I was like, you're right. He, in that tournament, he went through eight or nine opponents, did the exact same thing every single time. And it was because he's, his coaches and his mentors had signed off on it. And he just implemented, 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 and he got his 10,000 hours doing that. And that's the thing that a lot of people miss is that, you know, it's like Bruce Lee said, I fear the man who's practiced one kick a thousand times more than the man who's practiced a thousand kicks once. And what a lot of people, when they're new, suffer for is they do five of these kicks. Oh, I better do five of those kicks. Oh, I better do five of those. And they don't get the depth and the experience that they need because there's not that person to be like, look, I know that's really shiny, but I promise you the path you're on leads to where you want to go. And you just need to have that per- that vote of confidence. Um, so that's that's it. I, it was a long winded answer, but hopefully it was very beneficial because I think it's really scary when you get started off, and it's it's hard if you're going to do something you've never done. It's a process of evolution, and evolution. The crazy thing about evolution is like if you're going to become the next version of a species or a next version of yourself, you have to be everything you are, and then more. It's like a cup that has to overfill. You have if you're a chicken and you're going to become like a chicken with a bigger beak or you know that has better flying skill, whatever, right? You have to be the best chicken ever and then some. And that's scary because when you look around, there's no other models to find. There's no other that, and that's part of why it helps to have a support group. And that's why it really, really matters to have a mentor. Um, and that's why it matters that you you start small and test that live one-on-one, you know, prove you can do it again and again. And then with your support group, with your mentors, then you, then you take off and your success rate will be phenomenal. If you just follow. Very cool. Very cool. Now, now before we close out here, how about, um, how about we just tweak the question a bit? Let's say that there's people that are watching this and and they're happy with their webinars. Um, let's say maybe it's maybe their webinar is doing maybe I don't know. Uh, let's and it really doesn't matter too much. But but let's say it's doing less than five hundred grand a month. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, you know uh, what? What three tips would you tell them in order to increase the success of their webinar? What, what would you tell them to look at? What would you tell them to test? Just three things. Right, sure. Yeah, sorry, I know I go off. <laughs> <laughs> I just wonder, I really, this, I, I love helping people. So um, uh, if you've already got an existing business and you're already generating sales and you're not hitting the next level you want to hit to, um, you know, I would... I mean, in some ways, it's kind of the same thing. You would test small new ideas and then roll them out. You definitely, you can't, like, the worst situation to be in is to be the smartest person in the room or the biggest fish in the pond because there's no one to teach you and grow. I mean, it's funny. Again, martial arts, 
we always laugh laugh because you know if you're able to beat your teacher up, you go find a new teacher, which is hilarious because if that were football and the coach were beating up the students, the parents would be outraged. But in business, it's that same sort of way. You need to level up. Um, so it's tough to say. I mean, if you're already doing okay and you're – the reason why I have to be vague in my answer is because I don't know what their problem is. A lot of people either have a traffic problem or they have a conversion problem. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. So maybe they analyze what sort of – what sort of problem they have or where they could make the biggest impact the fastest. Yeah. And then again, that's why I said it's almost the same sort of thing. You, you, the same three tips, like start small, make sure it works. It's a repeatable, duplicatable process. Um, if you're going to expand a product line or you're going to try a new market, a new vertical, if you're going to try some strategic alliances, you don't just jump in all at once. You obviously start small, run some tests and then roll out, but then you still need the support network and you still need uh, the mentor to help coach you because Anytime you do anything new, we're all always afraid, and, and there's just a lot of benefit in that. I mean, even Eric Schmidt, the CEO of Google, he's just like, he's such a proponent of that. So that's that's it. I mean, either you're going to try to, there's only three ways to, to grow a business. Get more customers, get customers to buy from you more often, and get them to buy more or spend more money every time they buy. You know, and that might mean increasing your, increasing your prices. It might mean bundling or adding more value to your existing product or something like that. But those are the core three fundamentals of that. And so if you already have a business that's up and running, you need to find a way to do that. And oftentimes, if again, you don't know what you don't know. So by surrounding yourself with other people, um, you generate ideas by, by looking at other industries. You can find, hey, maybe that would work and test small. And, you know, kind of roll out, see if you can, there's, you just have to have that. If you're all alone in your market, if you are the person who's doing the best out of all the people you know, then you really need help because there's no one to inspire you, to generate new ideas with you, um, and there's no one to, you know, kick you in the butt and keep you going, so. Yeah, I, I find the same for me. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, if you're just around people that are doing better than you are, then you can't help but uh, you can't help but be pulled up. I mean, you just can't help it, you yeah, know. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes I'm pulled up because I'm angry that someone's doing better than me. Yes, I've been there. I've so been there. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, cool. Well, if people want to reach out to you, Daryl, how do they get a hold of you? Sure. So they can check out. I've got a course called the Seven Figure Funnel Formula. Um, they can check us out at bestbusinesscoach.ca. They can reach out to me on Facebook. Um, social media, you know, we're all have a presence online. So really just do a Google search if you want and, uh, or check out the website, bestbusinesscoach.ca. And, uh, yeah, I'd be happy to help out. Cool. Well, I will throw your name down here too, so they know how to spell it. Um, <laughs> so I certainly appreciate, uh, you spending some time with us. I mean, you know, there's not obviously, you know, I deal with a heck of a lot of people that use Stellar Seminar, but I can't honestly say that I deal with a lot of people that are that are pretty quickly hitting 500 grand a month using webinars out of the gate so um, so it's great to get your insight yeah and expertise thank you well yeah and again it's um i'm if I've seen further than others, it's because I stood on the shoulders of giants. So um, that's maybe something that we didn't mention for the people that are already doing well is to mentor someone because you learn so much through seeing someone else's progress and growth. So 
Um, no, so it's just an honor to be here and be able to pay it forward and, and hopefully find someone who wants to be one of those 200 millionaires to, because if we can change the world, there's a lot of problems out there to solve. And, and that's really my philosophy around business. So I just, and again, you've got a great tool. I want to see it grow. I want people to know what is possible because, you know, a lot of people there, they just don't even necessarily believe in themselves. Oh, it worked for him, but will it work for me? And, you know, the, the answer is like, like I'm, I'm on this video right now telling you, you know, we did. 500,000 a month, you know, we've been they're crushing it and there's no, there's no magic room. It's like when you see, you're driving, you see a bunch of kids playing basketball on a basketball court, they're playing the same game the guys are playing in the NBA. It's just the guys in the NBA know what to focus on, to work on and drill on. It's the same game. So if you're using stealth and you feel like you're at a different game or a different level and you want to get to the big leagues, you're playing the same game the players of the big leagues are. You're using the same tools. You're using a basketball. You're wearing shoes. It's not a whole lot of difference. It's you don't know what you don't know, and you do better when you know better. And so that's why an interview like this can be really beneficial and hopefully, you know, snap some of those people around and, and just put them in the right direction and and um, help you make more money by having them be a longer customer, help them make more money by helping more people, and just help make the world a better place by, by providing those solutions. So... I couldn't have said it better. Well, thank you so much, Daryl. You're welcome. Thank you. It's been an honor. Uh, all right. I'm going to stop the recording here, and that was terrific. That's awesome. Yeah, that was